It's your boy DJ Hard Money, the motherfucking DJ without no motherfucking turntables. I'm KID's babysitter, don't want to shop, Mr. Real Kid, your motherfucking ass. Mister, Mister, I think I need help. Turn the barrel towards Ray Cop, Beck Keith, You're now listening to It You Live Zone Podcast, aka Hard Money Podcast. I'm your motherfucking host, Hard Money. Rest in peace to your doubt. Now, look, when people bust out and people say, Who's the best entertainer ever? The best entertainer to ever live. You hear me? Most people say Michael Jackson. Some people check uh some people say motherfucker James Brown. A lot of people say Parliament and the fucking Delics. We could go on for days, we go on for years. Yeah, somebody else from the South, they might say motherfucking uh 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 uh, uh, uh what's the nigga name? The person that they say Elvis Presley. In my top, it got to be, uh, you know, probably a little way. But, Michael Jackson is everyone's top entertainer of all times. You understand me? Hood War Stories. Shout out to Hood War Stories on YouTube, man. Right now, what you finna hear is Hood War Stories on YouTube tell y'all the story of Michael Jackson. 80 night East Coast Crip. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it's true. Do y'all know that Michael Jackson's middle name was Jesse? Michael Jesse Jackson? That shit was crazy. Blew me for a loop. So after I started watching this, I heard that shit. So let me let my motherfucking people hear this shit too. Okay, this is 25 miles from downtown Chicago. Gary, Indiana was founded by USC. Welcome to Hood War Stories. In this episode, I'll be discussing the life of Michael Jackson. Michael Joseph Jackson was born on August 29th, 1958, in Gary, Indiana. Located just 25 miles from downtown Chicago. Gary, Indiana was founded by U.S. Steel in 1906. As they built a sprawling Gary Works factory there, the jobs they created pulled people from all around to a state-of-the-art factory. Among those who came to Gary were European immigrants and black Americans, fleeing the Jim Crow laws that were then in the South. By 1950, it is said that Gary was one of the most segregated cities in the country. Black people were only allowed to live in the Midtown section and were forbidden to cross the Broadway Bridge into the South Side, unless for work. At its peak, it was a very diverse and prosperous city. At one point, it was dubbed the city of the century, but then fortunes took a massive change with the onset of white flight. Since then, the city of Gary has had one of America's highest percentage of black Americans at 81%. Gary's decline was brought on by the growing overseas competition in the steel industry, which caused mass layoffs and factories to be closed. Since the closures, the city has been left in ruins, impoverished, with most of the city being dilapidated, an influx in gangs and high crime rates. In 1993, Gary earned itself the title as the murder capital of the United States. At that point, it had a murder rate of 91 per 100,000 residents, three times more than Chicago. Dying in the streets, houses, fields of Gary, Indiana. 
on the way to reclaiming its title as the murder capital of the United States. Numbers are so staggering. That's what it took, so now we're on the map, so we like, whatever. You're on the map for murdering them. So, whatever. In 1993, Gary had more murders per capita, 109 among its 119,000 residents, than any other U.S. city. After a decline last year, Gary is now on a pace to smash its all-time record. What is it going to take to stop the baby from dying? Born in Joe Jackson, who's from Arkansas, and Catherine, who's native to Alabama. Michael is the eighth of ten children in the Jackson family. He grew up in a small two-bedroom home on 2300 Jackson Street. The home consisted of two bedrooms and one bathroom and 622 feet of living space. At one point, all 11 members of the Jackson family resided in this small space. Michael once said, you can take five steps from the front door and you'll be at the back. By the time Michael was seven, in the mid-60s, his neighborhood dramatically declined. Gangs and drugs began to thrive in the community. The growing influence of gangs worried Michael's parents. In turn, Joe Jackson's discipline hardened. The timing coincided with the increase in gang violence. They were only encouraged to play with one another, and sleepovers with friends were never allowed. Once the gang threat became an issue, the Jackson children were kept indoors more, and even kept from school on the last day of the year, because that was when the kids settled scores. Michael's two older brothers would walk through the Delaney projects regularly to get to school. That's where many of the gangs would conjugate. The gang members would show love to the brothers for being in the Jackson 5. But then the gang started encroaching on the Jackson block, where they witnessed multiple rumbles between rival gangs. Fighting eventually turned into shootouts, which would have Michael and his family duck into the ground trying to dodge bullets. Joe Jackson was determined to get his family out of gangland warfare. In August of 1969, Motown Records moved Michael and the rest of the Jackson 5 to Los Angeles, where they were put in various hotels by the late 70s. Hello, hello, hello. See, that's his, his father tried to move him away. Tried to move them all away from the gang life. 1960, did he say 1960 what? Which would have Michael and his family duck into the ground trying to dodge bullets. Joe Jackson was determined to get his family out of gangland warfare in August of 1969. August 1969. They moved to Los Angeles. 69 is when the Crips started. Do you hear me? Some say 67. Some say 68. A lot says 69. Yeah. So Joe was trying to move his family away from the gang life that they was living in in, in Indiana, if I'm not mistaken. And they still end up going to the heart of California in 1969. See, it was 69, it was 70, everything came after 69. I could be mistaken. But I'm just saying, at least in Los Angeles, let's keep going. Town records moved Michael and the rest of the Jackson 5 to Los Angeles, where they were put in various hotels. By the late 70s, Michael was increasingly looking to pursue a solo career. With the help of a music producer, Quincy Jones, Quincy. produced a solo album, Off the Wall. The album was a great success, eventually selling over 20 million copies. His second solo album, Thriller. All right. Thriller, right? 
uh, what this shit called? Uh, FYI, bet you didn't know. On the Thriller cover, right? Michael Jackson, you know what I'm saying? Got the white shoe on and shit like that. Got the little stuff, um, 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 st the stuff of um, lion on his leg. It's like a little bear. I bet you didn't know that Michael Jackson actually had a zip-up black hoodie underneath that white suit. This nigga had a black zip-up hoodie underneath that white suit. If y'all pay attention, you can actually see the budge in his suit, and you can see the zipper from the zip-up on that motherfucker. See, Mike was a motherfucking gangster, Mike. See, Mike, he wouldn't put all the pretty shit on, but when he left out that bitch, put that black hood on the bitch, my ear, they're gonna take care of some shit here. <laughs> that, was, that was just a fact that John that probably didn't know. It's a black hoodie under their white suit under the, uh, on the cover of Michael Jackson's Thriller. Launched Michael Jackson into position as the most famous pop singer in the world with little commercial advertising and promotion. Thriller rose to number one on album sales and remained at the number one spot for a grand total of 37 weeks. Number one spot for 37 weeks this man had the number one spot for 37 weeks with Thriller attaining 100 million global sales and 29 million sales in the US following the successful Thriller singles The Girl Is Mine and Billie Jean video was released on February 14th 1983 as the album's third single Music video for Beat It helped establish Michael as an international pop icon. We finna get to some good shit now, y'all. They finna start breaking the shit down now, y'all. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, cause I kinda already knew some of the story, but the way that he breaking it down, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Hood War Story. Story, stories on YouTube. The way he breaking this shit out. You know what I'm saying? Come on now, y'all get the history, do y'all get the history? You know what I mean? Come on, man. Inspiration of Beat It in this video came from the Jackson family experiencing gang activity in Gary, Indiana. The video, which cost Michael $150,000 to create after the network refused to finance, was filmed at Skid Row in Los Angeles, mainly on East 5th Street, to add authenticity to the production, but also promote peace between them. Michael had the idea to cast rival members of the Crimson Bloods, in addition to 80 genuine members, including members of the Barrio Nuevo Strata gang. Michael went out and got the gang members through LAPD's gang squad. This is when Michael first... Hey, Mike motherfucking that deep. Mike motherfucking that deep in order to stop the war. Mike went and got the Bloods, the Essays, and the Crips through the fucking LA gang unit. He just getting those niggas on the street like, hey, y'all gang members. Y'all y'all Bloods. Hey, man, y'all come be my... He didn't do that shit. He went straight to the police task force. Let me know which one of y'all y'all most notorious gangs out here. Let me know the leaders and woo woo woo. I'ma put these niggas in the movies video. Niggas don't do that. Niggas don't do that. Let me rewind that back and y'all take this shit in. We talk about Michael fucking Jackson, okay? Yo, normal hood nigga right now that's doing all these drills. They're spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. And they ain't gonna stop spinning. 
would not go and get their opposition right now and have a fucking dinner with them let alone put these motherfuckers in a music video pay for it to squash the beef y'all know when it's up then it's stuck y'all know that shit right Mike did that shit for peace, man. My neck tattoo, that's what it's gonna say. It's gonna say peace. You hear me? My neck tattoo gonna say peace. Let's keep going. Connected with the East Coast Crips. Did it cast rival members of the Crips and As My fault, y'all. Rewind the best so we can get a better understanding of what he said. Family experiencing gang activity in Gary, Indiana. The video which cost Michael $150,000 to create. After the network refused to. $150,000 to create. I say back then. $150,000 had to be anywhere between a quarter and $300,000 now. $150,000 back then would have to be anywhere between a quarter million and $300,000 now. Mike was the biggest artist in the world then. $150,000 was a quarter million or $300,000 nowadays money. Let's keep going. Skid Row in Los Angeles has always been notorious. You hear me? The downtown area of Los Angeles, Skid Row, has always been notorious for drugs, gangs, prostitution, and the homeless. Now when you ride down Skid Row in Los Angeles, you're going to see a whole lot of tents. You hear me? Uh, uh, Boxplex, not duplex, boxplex. You know what I'm saying? Niggas that made boxes and shit, turn into apartments. You hear me? You see a whole lot of shopping carts. You know what I'm saying? Needles. You dig what I'm saying? Cigarette butts, soda cans, noodle four. You know what I'm saying? And broke lighters right now on Skid Row. Michael tried to chase all this back then. Let's keep going. Possibly, me, but like, let's keep going. East Coast Crips are the largest black American gang that are located on the east side of South Central Los Angeles. They have many sets, but for this video, members of the 76 East Coast Crips participated and were the only Crips used for the video. Michael went and sent out a bus that picked the Coast members from Florence and Hooper. 
content outlet shipped the video. Initially, there was a few incidents between the 760s coast and rival bloods that were on set. But Michael was able to bring them together. And they were... Pause. Initially, it was a riot. It was a beef. I was it was a beef. It was tension between the Bloods and the Crips on the set. Michael got there to simmer that shit down. Look, man, we here to make money. We here to change lives. This street shit, y'all can leave this shit on the streets right now. This is business. I got y'all here. We working for business. This is business. Your beef ain't got shit to do with me. I'm trying to get y'all to come together and do this video. You did. They did this shit for Mike. You see how much star power could get you? Do you see how much your star power can get you? Right now, Chris Brown is this generation's Michael Jackson. If he did what Mike did, it'll change the world right now. But he a blood from Los Angeles. If I'm not mistaken, he'll treetop Pyru. So I don't think this shit never happened. Let's keep going. I will wind it back a little bit so we can pick up where we left off. Good at you, bad. This my motherfucker. I'm bad. I'm bad. You know it. <laughs> that motherfucker there. That's the motherfucker. So, Mike was on top of the world right now. Mike was on top of the world. Let's see what Mike did. <laughs> <laughs> you knocked me off of my feet now, baby. Yeah, I'm a fuck no bite. Stop playing. Y'all know Mike, man. Red, black, yellow, green, orange, alien, Mars, Jupiter. You know Michael fucking Jackson, man. You know Michael fucking Jackson, man. You hear me? <laughs> shit. Fucking niggas say Michael Jackson is the shit, man. And I wanted to stop then. They said, I think they said 87, 89, anywhere between there. I can't, I can't. 
reflect exactly what they said. Think about that. 69. 70s. The 70s was like all peace, love, happiness. You dick hippie. We smoke LSD. You dig trippy. Late 70s, early 80s. Came crack. You dig? Later on, just say no. Later on, Ronald Reagan wouldn't put the shit on the niggas that's gonna make you. You got crack cocaine in your possession. That is 10 times. 10 times the charge of regular cocaine. So this is when black America started going downhill. Niggas started turning to powder head, coke head, dope head, crack head. Niggas probably was still basic there, but shit is still cracked. <laughs> Let's keep going. The video was also filmed at Skid Row in Los Angeles. For this production, Michael tapped in with the 890s Coast Cribs and personally selected them to be in the music video. Let's go back a little bit more, y'all, because we missed out on something. Between the 760s coast and rival bloods, everyone's saying. But Michael was able to bring them together. And they were able to coexist peacefully. They were paid, fed. They also hung around Michael's trailer between takes. And he gave them autographed pictures. And even tickets to the upcoming Victory Tour. Let's fast forward to 1987. After winning numerous accolades. Alright. He said, 1987. So, everything that I said was still correct. But check this out, though, right? What most people don't know, when you get an autograph, anything from a celebrity, that's basically you, the celebrity is, is, is giving you, I like to say this, basically the celebrity is giving you a stake within their company. you like, what the fuck? Listen, pay attention. Back then, I think they said this was. We're gonna say we're gonna say early seventies, right? Let's go back. We are gonna get the right exact year for this. Skyrocketing to the east side of South Central Los Angeles. They have many sets, but for this video, members of the Seven Sixties Coast Chris Martin and Billy Jean. Michael Jackson into a position as the most famous pop singer in the world. This nigga still is the famous most pop singer. God bless. This is my allergies. Hey, this man is still the famous, most famous pop singer in the world. But we finna get to the point where we find out the year. Let's go back to Let's find out the year that all this shit took place. No commercial advertising and promotion. Thriller rose to number one on album sales. It remained at the number one spot. For a grand total of 37 weeks, attaining 100 million global sales and 29 million sales in the U.S. 
Crazy. Following the successful Thriller singles, The Girl Is Mine and Billie Jean, Beatty was released on February 14th, 1983. February 14th, 1983. So you got an autograph picture from Michael Jackson, authentic autograph picture from Michael Jackson from 1983, from the Thriller. I mean, uh. Billy J, is this Billy J, right? Let's take it back. I think they said Billy J. Singles, the girl is mine. And Billy J. Beat it was released Beat on it. February 4th. Beat it. Beat it. Beat it. 1980. How what was that? 1983 Imagine how much that authentic autograph picture of Michael Jackson is now eighty-three. Like, do you know how much work that this young man put out after eighty-three? He became more of a legend after 83. became more viable after 83. He became more viable after his death. Listen to what I'm saying. You are invested in the company. When you get blessed from a celebrity to come and sign you an autograph, let alone a poster, anything. That's why you be seeing other people come up to him. They be having cassette tapes. They be having old-ass magazines. They have old-ass pictures when they was kids. You know what I'm saying? They have motherfucking authentic and uh, collectible items. Because once that autograph hit that, nigga, I got a motherfucking, I got a motherfucking uh, 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 bamboo bottle right now. Limited edition bamboo bottle. And when I see Lil Wayne, he gonna sign it. I got a regular bamboo bottle, you know what I'm saying, and a couple of motherfuckers, uh, 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 what they call that motherfucker, uh, 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 what this shit called, I be drinking, it's the, it's, it's, it's like the little champagne type shit, uh, 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 damn it's on the tip of my tongue, my nigga, the homo paw, uh, Belair. I got you know what I'm saying? I got the black bottle Luke Belair. I got the fucking white bottle Luke Belair. I got the fucking excuse me, the black and purple bottle Luke Belair. Black purple my nigga, I'ma get all of them side. By Ricky Ross. I know most people don't like me calling it. Rose. That's a man, listen, man. Imagine how much money somebody can get from autograph young Dolph pitch. Autograph young Dolph. You know what I'm saying? You did a takeoff, autograph takeoff shit. They just sold the car. The pop got shot up in an auction. They wouldn't even pop car. <laughs> Do you feel me? That was Suge shit. Suge was driving it, bitch. But it was just because Pac was on the passenger seat. They sold, they was able to sell that shit. 
83. Mike just gave all these niggas the bloods, the cribs, the fucking essay. All them got autographed pictures of Mike from 83 from this video shoot. That's money, man. They can say that shit right motherfucking there, bro. And they, 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 they can live. They grandkids, they great grandkids can live straight for the rest of their life. That's what Mike did for gang members back in 83. Niggas don't do that. And this is assuring them that, hey, no, said I done fed you, man. <laughs> and I paid you, man. <laughs> so listen, he done broke bread with him. Like, he fed him. You ate at the table with me. He done broke bread with him. He done broke bread with him again because he gave him money. They was able to kick it with him doing cuts. So, like, doing seeds and shit, motherfucker get cut. Everybody go back to their trailer. They was able to kick it with Mike, pick Mike brain then. Then you was able to come to the motherfucking, I gave you tickets so you come to, my nigga, we squirrel off. Boy, the squirrel off. Don't forget the autograph pictures. Mike was a stepper, man. I don't give a fuck with no nigga say Mike was a smart ass stepper, man. Did you know, you know what I'm saying? Mike used to make motherfuckers turn around when he came in the room. You hear me? If you and Mike was using the same studio, if you and Michael Jesse, like, you know what I'm saying? You know, they got big studios out here. You know what I mean? So if you and Michael Jesse was using the same studio and he had to cross paths with you in order, you know what I'm saying, to get to where he going, Michael would come and say, hey, man, make them niggas turn around without going in above. I want no nigga looking at me, man. Make them niggas turn around, man. You can say it's Michael Jackson all you want, but they ain't see Mike. They ain't see me walking there, bitch. Make them niggas turn around, man. When I go in there, bitch, but I don't want no niggas making act contact with me. That's bad energy. These niggas turn around. These, I'm talking about real deal, holy fear, motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Street niggas would turn the fuck around and face the wall when Mike come in the room, man. To let Mike pass, man. Because Mike's security wasn't going. Do you hear me? Let a motherfucker know. Let, 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 let. You better tell the fuck around. Your ass is going to be able to work with this bitch ever again. You ain't going to be able to ever cover this bitch and record ever again. Bitch face the wall. Let Mike come through this bitch. Mike get back in his little 30 seconds to walk through this bitch and leave. That's the type of star power Mike had, man. What other nigga you know right now that's a famous nigga that'll make a nigga face the wall while he walk in the room, my nigga? Mike put niggas in the corner for him to just enter the room. Don't look at me, nigga. Don't look at me, bruh. All he wants you your eyes to look at my outfit, my nigga. It costs too much fucking money. 
Look at the wall, my nigga. Look at the paint that's on this wall, my nigga. This outfit costs too much fucking money for you to even, nigga, don't you? Nigga, 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 just look at the wall, nigga. <laughs> for real, Mike was a motherfucker, boy. <laughs> Let's go back to the part where he had did this latest video back on Skid Row. Stratosphere of his own. Michael released his highly anticipated album, Dad. 87. It's four years later, ladies and gentlemen. 87. He released I'm Bad. In November of that same year, Michael released The Way He Made Me Feel as the third single off the album. The video was also filmed at Skid Row in Los Angeles. For this production, Michael tapped in with the 890 East Coast Cribs and personally selected them to be in the music video. Boxer from 890 East Coast is seen in the infamous picture where Michael is throwing it up with the East Coast Cribs. Michael also had Latino gang members in the music video as well. In addition, Michael had various gangs come to the video shoot and decorate the background with gang graffiti, including fighters, Broadway Gangster Cribs, 107 Hoovers, Zenith 13, 18th Street, and the East Coast Cribs. During the video shoot, Michael was very comfortable and was genuinely happy that the Crips were getting their shine. Rumors began spreading the street that the Crips were behind Michael and had his back. Easy from NWA spoke on the alleged affiliation. Look at Michael Jackson. He got all these gangbangers behind them and shit. They don't fuck with him. That same year, Michael recorded the unreleased song, I'm So Blue. And followed that up with Blue Gangsta. Fans speculate that Michael hit a light crib walk on stage to a Beyonce song. In the summer of 2003, Michael returned to Gary, Indiana. It was the first time he had been back in over 20 years. Amidst all the excitement of his visit, Michael bought out an entire Kentucky Fried Chicken and passed out pieces of chicken to his fans in the parking lot. Allegedly, vice lords and gangster disciples were at Michael's return, and they were allegedly crying and fainting. Right, hold up. Don't be acting like we just we we even just rolled past that. We're gonna take it back because cause there's a lot of it's a lot of shit that dropped. We're gonna take it back to the easy E. You hear me? And then just listen to everything else that they said. You hear me? Listen very closely what this man about to say next. Allegedly, vice lords and gangster disciples were at Michael's return, and they were allegedly crying and fainting. On June 25th, 2009, Michael Jackson died of a cardiac arrest at the age of 50. Over a four-decade career, Michael's contributions to music, dance, and fashion made him a global figure and the biggest superstar ever. Damn. 
that was a hell of a pod if you ask me. <laughs> so check, man. Uh, Mike was a motherfucker, man. Mike was a motherfucker, man. Hey, that's all I can say about Mike. Mike was a motherfucker, man. You hear me? You was now listening to In You Live Some Podcast. Like, hey, hot money podcast. I was your motherfucking host, hot money. And about this bitch, go. Oh, hold up. Special thanks to motherfucking uh, Hood Stories. Hood War Stories on YouTube, man. Hood War Stories on YouTube. Y'all go check them out. Legend. About this bitch, go.